0: Uh, this Wednesday at 7 o'clock to please bring canned food as to help a number of people going through things in our in our area so the canned goods would be for that also thanks for supporting the Gracetown kids in the bake sale and 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 just ministering and sewing to that thanks for sewing into our building fund and uh, just everything that you do thank you for your faithfulness and bless you are y'all cold Yes and no, oh yes and no, I don't know what, I guess we need to get heaters on one side and hot and cold and lukewarm in the middle, maybe, I don't know, hallelujah, ain't nobody like lukewarm morning, here, hallelujah, God bless you, if you're real cold just get close to next, next to somebody and while you were looking for a free man or a free lady this morning that you might <laughs> hook up with, get close to them, might work out, hallelujah, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. 2 uh, Thessalonians chapter 2. Are you blessed? Yeah. Hallelujah. We'll start with verse 1. And this has a, also kind of goes with the message tonight. Now, brethren, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to him, we ask you, Not to be soon shaken in mind or troubled. Well, I mean, that's the scripture for today also. Not to be soon shaken in mind or troubled, either by spirit or by word or by letter, as if from us, as though the day of Christ had come. Let no one deceive you by any means. For that day will not come unless there's a falling away first and the man of sin is revealed, in the son of perdition, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called of God or that is worshipped, so that he who sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. That's going to be the Antichrist, that for three and a half years he's going to enter into the temple, sit upon a throne, and he's going to exalt himself and have a false covenant with the Jewish people and with the world. But after three and a half years, he's going to be giving it over to the beast. And there'll be another three and a half years of tribulation. But thank God we're not going to be here. It says, but what I want to show you, do not be soon shaken in mind. Just write this down. This in the Greek means, do not be taken off of your guard or thrown into a state of panic. Do not be thrown into a state of panic of what you can hear or see or what may be going on. It says, do not be thrown into a state of panic. The word trouble there means inward fright worry or fear to rob your peace, rob the joy, rob the fruit of the Spirit. Do not be troubled by the, or inward fright or worry or any way. And how many of you know it's saying, do not be troubled because it's God who calls the shots. Yeah. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He owes the keys. And whatever happens, he's in control of whatever happens. And he says, you've got to learn to trust me that no matter what, I'm in control. I hold the keys. I call the shots. I, I have control over all things, so do not be shaken in spirit. And then uh, I, I want to look at Colossians chapter 3, just to give you another thought along those lines. Colossians chapter 3, because there's a lot of things you can hear and a lot of things to go through our mind. But thank God we stay with the Word of God. And it says in verse 15, and let the peace of God, the peace of God rule your hearts to which also you are called to God in one body, and be thankful. Let the peace of God. So when you start feeling troubled or something just starts coming up on the inside of you, you start worrying or you want to fret or you feel fear rising, just right there, just start, Lord, I just praise you and I thank you for the peace that rules my mind, my inward heart. I thank you for the peace, your peace, Father. Your peace that keeps my mind and heart from just going into a panic and, in, and speaking panic and speaking out of fear and not sleeping and worrying, worrying won't fix anything. You said, Lord, let your peace rule. So right now, I submit to the ownership of my Lord and Savior. I submit to the ownership of the Prince of Peace and the peace that passes all understanding. I submit to that peace that keeps my heart and my mind from going crazy in turmoil, that I can stand in the midst of the storm and know that you're in control and you're speaking peace be still. Lord, I pray for the peace, the ownership of peace and the ownership of peace over our lives that we belong to you, Master. And that we submit and trust in you. And you said, according to Psalms 112, that all those who trust in you will not be put to shame. I pray right now peace over every child and teenager, over every single person, every marriage, all those who's worried about retirement in the future, the elderly. Lord, we speak the peace over them tonight, those who couldn't make it, those listening by internet. We speak peace over our state and over our nation. We thank you that, Lord, your hand is rules over all things. We live according to your word. And Lord, I just praise you right now that, Father, no matter what the world may speak concerning the times, the times are in your hands and we are in your hands. And in your name we rest and in your name we are assured that you are in control. We bind the spirit of fear that has torment. We come against every form of fear and worry and fretfulness and inward fright. And we decree by the word of God that you have not given us that, but of sound mind and peace and joy. We thank you for the ownership over our future, our lives, and our children. We thank you, Lord God, that our children do not inherit the curse, but they inherit the blessing of the Most High God. And we praise you for that peace, and we praise you for that understanding. Thank you for quickening the word into our hearts and minds to combat the lies and the things we see and hear. We praise you for the helmet of salvation. in these days that we walk in in the shield of faith, they were the breastplate of righteousness. And I praise you for your healing, delivering power operative in your people. That we have a sure foundation. Our anchor is in our salvation, Christ Jesus. And that anchor holds. And we give you all the glory and all the praise. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you with peace. Ushers, would you come forward? Saints, God bless you with peace that passes understanding. God bless you with hidden manna, which is able to sustain you every moment of any time. May God bless you with riches and wisdom untold to walk in the ways and we just bless you tonight in Jesus name Amen
1: You are the source of life I can be left behind, no one else will do, and I will take hold. I need you Jesus To come to my rescue Where else can I go There's no other name By which I am saved Capture me follow you and I will follow you and I will follow you and I will follow you you. this world has nothing for me follow you. This world has nothing for me. I will follow you. This world has nothing for me. gonna follow you. This world has nothing for me. I will follow I need you, Jesus, to come to my rescue. Where else can I go, Lord? There's no other name by which I can save, Lord. You can't show me where the grace, and I need you. I need you, Jesus, to come to my rescue. Yes, Lord, where else can I go? There's no other name.
0: All the way, all the way, if you weren't here tonight, there's only a, this morning there's a few bulletins left, Uh, a lot of them went this morning the way we did it, and, uh, but if you weren't here, we have a seven day devotional for couples inside of it, and uh, other information, so please, if you didn't get one, there's a few more on the seat left over, or raise your hand, excuse me, it's all, and it's also on the webpage, the seven day uh, bulletin, Um, ways you want one we're gonna do uh, some things together I'll give it back to you. okay give it back to me I'll, I'll lend it to you hallelujah hallelujah those are good songs what a good song with for with the message tonight thank you very much thank you for being here hallelujah appreciate you being here we love you guys it is awesome it's awesome just to just to be a family we were with the young at heart friday night and all the cooking and eating and then we got Tried to get away and headed over the couple's connection and good group of people there and, and um, we just thank God for each and every one of you Thank God for every ministry, every volunteer, every worker and uh, we, we just thank God for you and we bless you in the sweet name of Jesus Christ And that there'd be a sweet spirit in this place There'd be a sweet spirit ruling over our lives I want to read something to you as we look in the third letter tonight in Revelation and speak along those lines in Revelation chapter 2. We've read about, he wrote the book of Ephesus. He talked about the works and what he was dissatisfied with them. And last week we spoke about pressure. And a uh, number of people tuned in to hear about the pressure that the church in Smyrna was under. Now we want to look here in, in Revelation chapter 2. We want to look at the third church. Revelations chapter 2. And we'll look in the... Uh, Verse 12, And it says, the angel of the church of Pergamus write, these things says he who has a sharp, two-edged sword. I know your works and where you dwell and where Satan's throne is. And you hold fast to my name and did not deny my faith. Even in days with Antipas was my faithful martyr. We read about a martyr last week and now we hear about another one who was killed among you. Where Satan dwells. He says it twice. Verse 14. But I have a few things against you because you have there those who hold the doctrine of Balaam. Who taught Balak to put a stumbling block before the children of Israel. To eat things sacrificed to idols and to commit sexual immorality. Thus you also have those who hold the doctrine of the Neoclossians. Which thing I hate Repent or else I will come to you quickly and will fight against them with the sword of my mouth. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give some of the hidden manna to eat. Hidden manna to eat. And I'll give him a white stone. The white stone always stood for an acquittal. Acquittal over your mind, your spirit, and your body. And and the stone, a new name. I mean, no, he's a God of new beginnings which no one knows except him who receives it. There's something very interesting in verse 15 when he talks about the doctrine of the Nicolaitans. He says, which thing I hate. Go up with me to verse 6 of that chapter, chapter 2, verse 6. But this you have, that you hate the deeds, and here they are again, the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. Here we see two different letters to two different churches, But we see the Holy Spirit uses the word, I hate. Won't you take note? It's the same spirit of the Nicolaitans, but he says twice, I hate. And that word hate there in the Hebrew, if you want to look at a word study, God is saying, I just detest. I hate it with all that I have. God, and what we're going to speak tonight, he's warning about the spirit of Deception. And God speaks twice about, I hate the deception. And this city that he's talking to was a city that was known as the Library of the Greeks. It was known for having over 200,000 scrolls of man's wisdom and theology. It was a place, and the doctrine was a place where you didn't have to obey God with your body or with your lust. You only had to obey Him in your spirit, so you were free to practice and do anything you wanted to. So the people just had pure satisfaction in any way they wanted to and they could rationalize with their mind that if you want to go ahead and do it and we can give you excuses why you can do it sounds like america but it says twice first he said to the first second church he says you hate it as i hate it then he repeats i hate it and how many of you know anything that god hates we want to hate we want a sensitivity and a heart to where, God, if you hate it and you despise it, I want to hate and despise it too. Make me hate what you hate and despise what you despise. And the thing about that's interesting about this, Nicolaitans, look with me in Acts chapter 6, because we're going to talk about deception. And in Acts chapter 6, it talks about seven people who took the place of Judas. I want you to see, and you could look up the history and all of these men, but I want you to see here in, in verse 5, it mentions Nicholas, a proselyte from Antioch. Nicholas, a, a proselyte or converted from paganism to the Jewish faith. And according to a lot of scholars, j- just, j- just hear, the, hear me out because we're going to look at the word here tonight. I'm going to give you a number of scriptures. Apostle Paul warned in Acts chapter 20 that wolves are going to come from outside, but even wolves are going to rise up from inside the body. And a l- number of scholars believe that this guy, Nicholas, was chosen with these others, Stephen, the first martyr, and a num- number of other men filled with the Holy Ghost. Y'all have read this before. He's, they said, let's pick out seven men filled with the Holy Ghost. Let's pick out seven men who have a good report. Let's pick out seven men who serve God and love God. And they believe that this God, Nicholas, he was converted from paganism, but as time went by, he converted back to a lot of his roots in opening up to paganism and he started teaching this same doctrine that they were being born, they were being warned against. And a lot of scholars believe this, and whether it's true or not, it's hard to say, because we didn't, how many of you know we're not that old, right? Nobody here's that old. But there's history books written about the dangers, and as we know, Paul said many who was with him and followed him went to the wayside. And if any of you, like myself and a number of others here, if you've served the Lord any length of time and been on the mission field, It was so hard many times to see people who got out of paganism, but yet many times would open up to demonic spirits or open up to demonic teachings. And I battled so many times with saints who got born again and had a great move of God in their lives and things changed. And then all of a sudden uh, they start getting into uh, the searching and the worship of UFOs. And going on mountaintops and getting into the different things and having a picture of UFOs in their, in their room. And you go talk to them. And you show them in the word of God that these things are, are, are evil spirits and you have to be careful. But yet they're interested in it. And how many of you know this town was a place of over 200,000 two scrolls. And if we're not careful, it's easy for our mind to get interested in things and go places that maybe we're not supposed to go. I was speaking to a man yesterday, and a lot of times people, you know, explain ghosts. Let's go to where they've got sights, and let's see what we can sense and what we can feel. Or let's check out UFOs, or let's check out this and that and the other. One thing about it, if you stay close to the cross in Christ, you do not open any door for the enemy. Don't let curiosity and the information from men... Pull you away because there is so much preciousness about the Word of God and there's so much hidden man and truth and wisdom that you allow something to pull you away from the solid truth of Jesus Christ. Well, you know, I I trust this person and they are expert on UFOs. Well, they've probably been abducted and, you know, they probably had their organs taken out and they're probably a different sex right now and they probably have the right to write these books. They're probably making a lot of money on it and they probably know all this stuff, but I'm going to stick to the Word of God. Because not, nothing's real clear except one thing. Jesus Christ is coming again. Amen. And there's some scriptures you want to see here. In 2 Timothy chapter 3. Let me just go ahead and start bringing you through some of them. 2 Timothy chapter 3. Because he says I have something against you. Is that you're, you're fellowshipping with those in false doctrine. 2 Timothy chapter 3. We want to read some scriptures here. this is a long letter and it's the dangers of the last days I don't know about you but I'm not running a race to where I'm gonna fall in Jesus name and I'm planning on failing and I'm planning on getting lost to some type of wild deal and you don't have to go off and say well you know we're not gonna get wild." you know that's they're a little different but they're not out there like Jim Jones well you know what I don't want to get a little weird in any way we want to be balanced and we want to be stable and, 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 and I want to walk with a sensitivity that if there is something that I'm ministering or believing that breaks the heart of God, I want to be corrected. I don't want to get close to anything out there or weird at all. I want to stay with the Word of God. Because I love my shepherd and I want to stay with my shepherd. And there's a warning here. Verse 1, you should know this, Timothy, that in the last days there will be difficult times. For people will love only themselves and their money. There's the doctrine of Balaam right there. He's warning about the doctrine of Balaam, and we'll get into that as much as we can tonight. But it says they'll love only themselves and their money. More than God. And they will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to parents, and ungrateful, and they will consider nothing sacred. Nothing sacred. The marriage bed, the marriage relationship, the relationship between a man and a woman only. Relationship between adults and children, anything. They will consider nothing sacred. They will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others who have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. They will betray their friends. They'll be reckless, be puffed up with pride, and love pleasure rather than God. They will act religious, but they will reject the power that could make them godly. Stay away. From people like that. They are the kind who work their way into people's homes. They are the kind who work their way into people's homes. You're going to see according to the book of Revelation and other books. Be careful who you fellowship with. What God was saying to hate, in other words, means there may be some relationships you have to sever and cut off. But they're good people. A little bit of error can start causing one to start going a little bit off. It says, stay away from people like that. Well, you know, they got a different doctrine, they got a different belief in this and that. Stay away from people like that. They are kind who work their way into people's homes and win the confidence of vulnerable women who are burdened with the guilt of sin and controlled by various desires. Such women are forever following new teachers. Men too. But he's just picking on the women right here, okay? But they are never able to understand the truth. They're always moving by their emotions. You know the Bible says the woman is the weaker vessel? What it means there is the woman have made up of more emotions than the man is. And that's why the man has to cover because the woman is more emotional. And it talks about these women never understand the truth. You know, we're not pick, I'm not picking on women here. I'm just saying that, you know, it talks about they're moved by their emotions. These teachers oppose the truth just as, and he mentions these people who opposed Moses. They have, dep- they have depraved minds and a counterfeit faith. But they won't get away with this for long. Someday everyone will recognize what fools they are, just as Janice and Jambres. But you, Timothy, certainly know what I teach and how I live. While I teach and how I live. The Bible says, what do I do with a loved one who, 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 who doesn't believe the gospel or who's not saved? First Peter answers that. Don't get on a salt box and argue with them. Live the life that they may say, wait a minute, I want what you want. You hear me, church? What do I do with a loved one that doesn't believe like I believe? What do I do with a loved one who may belo- be- have belonged to Jehovah's Witness or something else? What do I do with a husband who is unconverted or unsafe? What do I do with a brother or sister? What do I do about someone like that? You don't get in a soapbox. You don't preach hell. You don't condemn them to hell. You live the life before them that they say, I want what you've got. You've got something that I want. And what my purpose in life is. You know what I teach. You know how I live. You know my faith, my patience, my love, and my endurance. You know how much persecution and suffering I have endured. You know all about how I was persecuted in Antioch. There's Antioch. And it talks about the other places. And the Lord rescued me from all of it. Verse 12. Yes, and everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. But evil people and imposters, imposters will flourish they will deceive others and will themselves be deceived. But you must remain faithful to all things you have been taught. You know that they are true. And, that, and you know you can trust those who taught you. You have been taught the Holy Scriptures from childhood. And they have given you the wisdom to receive the salvation that comes from trusting in Jesus Christ. All scriptures, is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and to equip his people to do every good work. Wow, what a chapter. What a chapter. Look at 1 Timothy chapter 4. 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 1. Verse to me, before this is the new living once again. Now, the Holy Spirit, speak to us, Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit tells us clearly that in the last times, some will turn away from the true faith. They will follow deceptive spirits and teachings that come from demons. These people are hypocrites and liars, and their consciences are dead. How can they teach such things? How can they do such things? How can they get some land and build a building and get all these women uh, uh, and these young girls, 14 and 15, to live with these older men in Texas? How how can you get to that type of mindset? Doctrines of devils. Believing a lie. Satisfying the flesh. Being all about me and not what the scripture teaches. Verse 3. They will say it is wrong to be married and wrong to eat certain foods, but God created those foods to be eaten with thanks by faithful people who know the truth. Know the truth. Since everything God created is good, we should not reject any of it, but receive it with thanks for we know it is made acceptable by the word of God in prayer. And then he goes on talking about training yourself to be godly and and, and just... Uh, working out your salvation, and, and it talks about being careful. But how many of you know we need to be a people that every day, Lord, I just thank you for the spirit of discernment. How many pray for the spirit of discernment? Lord, I just thank you for a discerning spirit. Thank you for the gift of discerning. Thank you, Father, for the gift of discerning. It's manifested in my heart and my mind. Thank you, Father, for the gift of utterance. You need to write that down, the gift of utterance. Thank you for the gift of utterance, that I have the tongue of the learned. The discerning of spirits, the gift of utterance. Thank you that I have ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord say. Thank you for the spirit of truth operating in my life. Thank you, Lord God, that for an anointing, that I've received an anointing from the Holy Spirit who teaches me all things. Amen. But I want you to write this down before it gets too late. A deceptive spirit weakens the church. A spirit of deception, the enemy comes in to try to weaken the church through a spirit of deception. My dad was a pastor, and someone, Sister Bonnie, was showing me pictures of my dad a while ago that she had, and he was a great pastor. But you know, one of the things I saw, my dad was a a fun-loving person, but he wasn't a confrontational person. And the people who would rise up in the church and stand up publicly and condemn him and his message. You're not preaching enough this, you're not preaching enough that. Or when he says you've got to accept everybody and love everybody and they would stand up and, and use slang racist words against my dad publicly. I'll write about him in the paper there in Mamu and Vilplad, and things being thrown to the windshields and the windows while he would preach. I grew up seeing that type of stuff and the thing that hurt my mom and dad the most was people who were leaders and volunteers in the church and grow up and slowly start falling in the spirit of pride because God used them a little bit and start speaking to a few and giving them a few personal words and start sounding like they got a lot of knowledge and start pulling a little gathering after them and after a while, these people would start calling and they would start saying, you know, Brother Calvin's not feeding me. Brother Calvin's not teaching me. Well, listen, let's meet at my house and have a Bible study and uh, I've got a tape I want you to listen to and it's true, Brother Calvin Cobb is not feeding us enough so we need to to start getting our own and then all of a sudden another a split would happen and their church would grow but I have lived long enough to see those couples who start the division and start their own churches divorce fall into error die and leave a lot of people hurt and wounded and sheep lost along the way And so I I share with you my heart that the enemy comes in as he deceived Eve, God's perfect creation. He deceived so many others to pull them aside and to weaken the church and defeat the church. So by internet or CD and you here tonight, it's not me speaking. I'm speaking out of the word of God and out of experience and many of you have seen it too. Men and women wanting to have a following. Not wanting to submit, but wanting to have their own way, to have their own following, to feed their own ego and not have a pure art, but out of error and deception. And the Word of God warns us time and time against that. You need to write this down. If he cannot deceive you, he cannot defeat you. If the enemy cannot deceive you, he cannot defeat you. I can tell you about the people I've known over the years that have gone and said, the Lord showed me you're to be my husband, you're to be my wife. I can tell you the different times about people coming saying, the Lord's told me to divorce my wife so that I can marry you or divorce my husband to marry you. All the deceptive lies of the enemy, and it's amazing. I've never, I have never ceased to be astounded of how something that can many times sound ridiculous and the people will shout amen and believe it anyway. And follow after sin. And follow after error in a false way. And the Bible says in the last days there's going to be much of that. It's already going on. And we have to be careful. And if he can't deceive us, he cannot defeat us. Defeat can begin with deception. Deception sneaks into the church. And so that's why we've got to be careful and, and watch out for it. Deception Uh, Would try to come and change the doctrine And he says in verse 14 You don't have to look at it But in Revelations chapter 2 He says you tolerate Or in other words You fellowship with those who walk in deception And boy if I have been attacked as a pastor In the last Since 1982 It's when I've warned people about Be careful about fellowshipping with them And I get judged for saying that But be careful there's an error there and somebody starts saying, you know what? That tithing is of the Old Testament. That's just the beginning because it's in the Word. Healing the signs are passed away. That's deception. It doesn't have to be something demonic. It can be philosophy of man and not from the Word of God. The Holy Spirit is not for today. The gifts of the Spirit are not for today. That's, that's deception that starts off. And pretty soon, what the Bible calls the curse... We start believing is the hand of God to teach us something. But every good gift and every perfect gift, good gift, comes from the Father above. And so everything has to be balanced. Everything has to be come from the Word of God. And this may seem basic tonight, but boy, I tell you, this is so needed. To be careful because I don't want to see you deceived. I do not want to be deceived in any way. We want to walk according to the Word of God, and we want to check everything out. Amen? You say, well... He says, you fellowship with those, and you need to write this down, their potential danger. Sin and error is infected. It can infect you. Slowly start. Holiness cannot be transferred. Holiness is crucifying the flesh and staying in the Word of God and fasting to bring the flesh under control. But sin is contagious because the flesh loves it. Sin and error is contagious. It's a potential danger if we continue fellowshipping and and practicing deception. And I'll give you one small definition of deception. The word deception means not believing or basing your life on the full counsel of God. It's just one definition there. Not believing or basing your life in the full counsel of God. You know, we can be right in a lot of areas, but then we can be wrong in some areas too. And I pray that the Lord brings correction by the pure spirit of truth. The pure spirit of truth to bring correction of any area in any of our lives that's not right or walking in total obedience with the Holy Spirit. And we yield to that spirit and we desire the full counsel of God. Amen. But many believe that Jesus is the Son of God, but there's other areas that they have doubts or they don't understand. If there's an area you don't quite understand or you doubt, you need to get in the Word and study. And ask strong elders and believers what the Word of God says about that area and study it out and write it out and make notes and make sure you're getting the full counsel of God. What has already happened and what will continue to happen is there will be people who will come and they will say, they visit tombs and they receive the anointing of the dead person from the tombs, there's always been and there will always be. And though they have great ministries and we respect them and we love them, we have to be careful. You do not go to the dead for impartation. Amen. There may be signs and wonders, and there are also men and women, and i believe in them as men and women of God, but we have to take heed. You do not go to the dead for inspiration, importation, revelation. You do not go to their bones and receive from them. I do not go to my dad's grave and talk to him or ask him for anything, gift from him. I receive from the Holy Spirit. You receive from the Holy Spirit. But be careful of private interpretation of the word of God. Be careful of those because the devil can appear as an angel of light. There's ways of taking the word of God and making it sound certain ways to where because we are in Christ we we don't have to worry about how holy and pure our life is because after all we are in Christ but the word of God talked yeah we are in Christ Jesus but we also will be held accountable for what we do with our temples which is the Holy Spirit and so it's easy for men to to Turn things and, and round things And, 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 and cause it to sound good and, and, and true And many of those things are true But we have to always make sure You're taking notes You're reading the word of God You're following in the word of God That everything is true Because there's warnings here saints Now last days there's going to be dis- Coming deceiving spirits Now look with me in Second Corinthians chapter 6 Second Corinthians chapter 6 now, many people who have gotten off in deception come back, but there are those who don't. And the thing about it is some people who have gone off in deception come back, but the people that follow them do not. So we have to be on guard. Psalms 1:1, I shared with you this morning. Be careful whose counsel you sit in. And I gave the example. The counsel of the wicked and the sinners. It's like shaving, it's like a man shaving after another man who has AIDS. And you know he has AIDS, and you take his razor, and you know there's a potential of getting the infection of AIDS. It says to stay away from people who are infected. Saints of God, if someone preaches another Christ, another gospel, or something that does not line up with the Word of God, take heed. Amen. It says in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14, it says, Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? And what communion has light with darkness? A lot of people preach this about marriage, and it's true, but it's also about friendship. And what accord has Christ with Baal? Or what part has the believer with an unbeliever? And what agreement has a temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. Say, I am the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them, I will walk among them, I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Therefore, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord, and do not touch that is unclean, and I will receive you. And I will be a father to you, and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord God Almighty. Amen. He says, be careful with, with uh, these type of people. Stand on the truth of God. Be careful with family. Be careful with friends. Anything that you feel is wrong or something that's demonic or something that you just sense in your spirit is wrong, you throw that, even if they give you a book or tape, you throw it away if it doesn't line up with the Word of God. Do not allow that in your home. Don't allow curiosity to push you to get another Bible or another book that is not the holy written Word of God. Uh, Just because you're curious There's other ways of studying those things By godly men and women under the influence of the word of God But you be careful reading the doctrine of devils Or the messages of angels of light Just be very careful Be careful with those and, And I'll talk about husbands and wives Just about this part The Bible says that if you are married to an unbeliever But yet You don't want to leave that person, you don't leave them. But don't compromise your beliefs or your doctrine because of their sin. You're supposed to submit, especially if you're a lady. You submit to your husband, but if he ever asks you to do something that is against the will of God, you have a right to say, please respect me, but I do not have a peace. I don't care... If your fantasy has always been to be this or that Or do this or do that I'm convicted by my God And I ask you please respect me I will not go in a bar with you I will not do that with you I will not participate in these things I will not watch that I will not take that I have a conviction about those things If it comes to pleasing man or pleasing God Even if it's your husband or your wife You make sure you will always please God No matter what it costs Because if they, are de- if they are in deception, they're in sin. As strong as you are. And God help us because none of us are strong as we need to be. Yet we are growing from strength to strength. But any type of deception and error can be infectatious. And there has been many Christians that just by going a little bit to please the husband by doing something that they know is wrong or watching something that is terrible or just a little bit of this can open the door to where all of a sudden that saint of God is contaminated by it too. We're in this world but not of this world no matter who is trying to influence us or pull us in. So we have to make sure that we will not fall. God knows our heart and we have to make sure we are careful not to fall into deception. Amen. Not to partake. In their sin. Amen. There's a spirit behind what they do. And if you do it to please them, that spirit's liable to open up to other things. I was sharing this morning about passion and different things in marriage. You don't have to get into porn to get passion back into your marriage. You don't have to please a husband or a wife in getting into uh, these things to try to stir things up because there's a spirit And it's idolatry. And one of the things that the Lord spoke in Revelations chapter 2 is that what I have against you and what I hate is idolatry. And pornography is idolatry. is the worship of the human body. And having relationships to these type of images is as if sacrificing to other gods. So these are areas that we have to be careful in and not give way to. And not get into fantasies and all these other things put the helmet of salvation on it and be careful because sin can infect you and sin can spread amen, amen. y'all still love me amen. amen so there's a spirit behind it do not fellowship with it or it may transfer and a lot of people say well honey i love you yeah but that's contrary and I'm grounding the word, and I'm not going to do it. So let me just give you a few points. I'm going to have to finish here. Number one, evaluate. Don't judge. Don't, Don't misunderstand me tonight. Evaluate different ones you fellowship with. Do not judge them. I'm not saying judge. I'm saying evaluate. Listen to their talk. Look at their life. Paul says, you've heard me speak, and you've heard me live. Look at their lifestyle, and listen to the way they speak. Evaluate people we fellowship with separate and shut the door on those that you must separate and shut the door on amen let me talk to you just a little bit about balaam prophet anointed man of god a revelation of god you can read in numbers chapter 22 he he was used by god but i want you to go with me to jude the book of jude and let me read this to you because it mentions balaam here i think it's if the word of god mentions balaam a few times we need to take heed The book of Jude chapter I mean verse 1. It only has one chapter, Jude 1. Here was a prophet who was anointed and used by God and he fell in deception. And I just want to read this to you. Jude, a bondservant of Jesus Christ, the brother of James. He was also a brother of Jesus, half-brother of Jesus. To those who are called, sanctified by God the Father and preserved in Jesus Christ, mercy, peace and love be multiplied to you. Verse 3. Beloved, while I am very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints. For certain men have crept in unnoticed. Certain men have crept in unnoticed. Nowadays, it doesn't only have to be in the local body. It can be through radio or TV or books. Be careful... When you go to Barnes and Nobles and these bookstores and it says Christian literature, there's a lot of New Age stuff in there. Just because it says Christian don't mean it's Christian. Crept in unnoticed, who long ago were marked out for this condemnation, ungodly men, who turned the grace of our God into lewdness and denied the only God and of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 5. But I want to remind you, though you you once knew this, though you once knew this, I want to remind you, though you once knew this, and I may be speaking things and you're saying, and we know that. Well, i got a confirmation I'm doing the right thing. Even though you once knew this, that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed those who did not believe. And the angels, who did not keep their proper domain, but left their own abode, He has reserved in everlasting chains utter darkness for the judgment of the great day. As Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities around them in similar manners To these, having given themselves over to sexual morality and gone after the strange flesh, are set forth as an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Likewise also, these dreamers defile the flesh, reject authority, and speak evil of dignitaries. Yet Michael the archangel, in contending with the devil when he disputed about the body of Moses, dared not bring against him a reviling accusation, but said, The Lord rebuke you. But these speak evil of whatever they do not know and whatever they know naturally, like brute beasts and these things they corrupt themselves. Woe to them, for they have gone the way of Cain and have run greedily in the era of who? Balaam for profit. It's all about me. Selfishness, the root of selfishness. And perish in their rebellion of Korah. And then they talk about other things going on and and... Other things so uh, we'll just stop Right there but one thing's about the Doctrine of uh, Balaam is Disobedience to the direction of God and the Holy Spirit Disobedience to the word of God Also it's compromise Pushing down conviction Pushing away Conviction You know the Holy Spirit will the Bible says the Spirit of God will Only strive so long with man and There's a spirit of conviction That will convict men Your attitude is wrong. Your character is wrong. What you're watching is wrong. Be careful with that. And you keep pushing the conviction away. Pretty soon the Holy Spirit will start backing away. And you won't be feeling the conviction as much and then all of a sudden you'll get used to it And it's like you feel like there's nothing wrong and you're going around and then you can start fellowship with other people who are in the same way and it just opens the door for deeper and deeper and deeper things and how jude is saying on the inspiration of the holy spirit be careful because balaam even though he was a man of god and he knew god was for his people he wanted his own way so bad that he found a way to make god take his hand off of god's people so that the curse would come on and that's what's so wicked about people who walk in deception and mix things up. How many of you know, you don't need the word of God in the anointing, you don't need a horseshoe you over the door. How many know, you don't need to pray over the food and throw salt over your shoulder. How many of you know, you're covered by the blood of the lamb, amen. But there's a there's a lot of times, a lot of things about mixing things up. We have to make sure that our doctrine is pure and that we don't give into these wicked things and we don't Try. You have to be careful because people who are deceived don't have any conviction about tricking you for you to end up losing everything you have. Because Balaam says, you know what? I can't curse what God has blessed, but I got an idea. I want your money. I want the fame. So I'll tell you the secret of Samson's strength. If we let them fall into sin with evil women then God will release His hand of protection and then they will be destroyed themselves. And deception comes in to try to cause us to get into areas under the curse and out from under the covering of God. And many times people say, you know, why am I going through the things I'm going through? Why am I going through these reoccurring problems and these same situations? And why am I fighting these battles? After all, I'm a child of God. Why am I going through these things? Well, we just constantly examine and watch. Areas that we're walking in, living in In Holy Spirit Is there any way that I'm walking contrary to the word of God Is there any way that I'm living so selfish That I have become callous to what you want for me Therefore I am not under the perfect hand Or the perfect will of God And there's an open area in my life Or I'm fellowshipping with doctrine of devils Or people who are evil influence Or people who who have another side of their life I mean those are the type of days we're living in I mean, you may be fellowshipping with a brother in church Sunday morning and he may be a sister at night. I mean, you don't know what you're going to run into nowadays. Let me give you one more and I'll finish because it's getting late. But 2 Peter chapter 2. <laughs> 2 Peter chapter 2. Let me give you this. Because let me tell you something. Because I know it's getting it's tick-tick getting in here. So let me share something with you. The reason Balaam had to use deception and open up the in- door for the enemy is because the Mobites did not want to fight God's people in combat. Because the Mobites knew that God is on the side of his people. And the principalities and powers do not want to face the church of Jesus Christ. Because we have lasted all of these years because of the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And the devil doesn't want to go head-to-head with Russell, Cobb, Russell and Cindy Cobb or Jake or Christy or Guy. Satan himself doesn't want to go to head with Jake and Sherry. Satan himself does not want to go face-to-face with you. He don't want to come back because you got the armor of God. And you got the sword of the Spirit. And the devil's just not going to come and say, Okay, you and I are going to war. No, 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 no. He's going to try to do, and he's going to try to cause things to arise like Balaam to where, I'm, I'm, if I'd go face to face, you'd crush my head. But if I, can, if I can just take time and allow a little deception to get in there, you'll get out of the armor. You get out from under the blood. You get out from the truth and the word of God. You get in the spirit of error, and you'll de- deceive yourself. Therefore, you will destroy yourself. And I didn't have to lift a finger. I threw the bait, and you took it. Because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. So the enemy wants to come in through deception because many times that's the only way he can take God's children down. But that's why we're taking the word of God and we're saying we don't want to fall into the area of error. Because God's not taking you down, my brother and sister, in the name of Jesus or me in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Second Peter chapter 2, and I'll, I'll stop here for tonight. 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 1. But there were also false prophets among the people. Among who? The people. Even as there will be false teachers among you. Who will secretly bring in destructive heresies. Destructive heresies. Even denying the Lord who bought them. And bring on themselves swift destruction. Everything I just said, here it is. Bring upon themselves swift destruction. And many will follow their destructive ways, because of whom the way of truth will be blasphemed. Here's Balaam, by covetousness. They will exploit you with deceptive words. For a long time their judgment has not been idle, and their destruction does not slumber. For if God did not spare the angels who sinned, but cast them down into hell and deliver them into the chains. Now here we hear the same thing that was spoken in Jude. Of darkness reserved for judgment and did not spare the ancient world but saved Noah one out of eight people a preacher of righteousness bringing the flood on the world and of the ungodly in verse 6 he touches Sodom and Gomorrah just like Jude did and condemned them to destruction making them an example same thing Jude said to those afterward would live ungodly and delivered righteous lot who was oppressed by the filthy conduct of the wicked Oppressed by the filthy conduct of the wicked. Lot should have never went into Sodom and Gomorrah. He lost his wife and his daughters went crazy. For that righteous man dwelling among them tormented his righteous soul. Dwelling among them. Tormented his righteous soul from day to day by seeing and hearing their lawless deeds. Seeing and hearing their lawless deeds. Church, here's a warning for us today. We live in a world of lawless, wicked deeds that we see and we hear every day. We better make sure every day we go through a cleansing, a refreshing. This is speaking to us today. This is a word for, t- this is a word for somebody, even by the internet. We've got to have a refreshing and a cleansing every day. Every day, even myself, my wife, all of us, we have to make sure we go through a cleansing every day. And then the Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust under punishment for the day of judgment. And especially those who walk according to the flesh and the lust of uncleanliness and despise authority. They are presumptuous, self-willed. There's Balaam and the Nicheodians. They are not afraid to speak evil of dignitaries. Whereas angels who are greater in power and might Do not bring a revealing accusation against them before the Lord But these like natural brute beasts Made to be caught and destroyed Speak evil of the things they do not understand And will utterly perish in their own corruption It's amazing how someone who is deceived Can speak so outright against someone who's living in the truth They can mock the Holy Ghost They can mock the Word of God They can mock the truth of redemption And will utterly perish in their own corruption. And will receive the wages of unrighteousness as those who count it pleasure to carouse in the daytime. They are spots and blemishes. Carousing in their own deceptions while they feast with you. Say, not me. Not me. Don't go home yet. I'm I'm not through yet. I'm almost through, but don't go home yet. Say, "Not not me. I'm not going to eat with those type of people. Verse 14. Having eyes full of adultery and cannot cease from sin. Enticing unstable souls, enticing unstable souls. Father, we plead the blood of Jesus over the babes in Jesus' name, the new ones, the children, those who are new in Christ, the unstable. We plead the blood over those who have been crushed and wounded in their life, over the divorced, over the hurt. We we plead the blood and we pray the peace and the protection God over them. Enticing unstable souls. They have our heart trained in covetous practices and are cursed children. They have forsaken the right way, gone astray, following, uh uh-oh, here it is, following the way of Balaam. Here we see it again. If it's in the Word this many times, I believe the Holy Spirit is really wanting it to get home. The the way of Balaam, the son of Baar, gone astray, gone astray, who loved the wages of unrighteousness, but he was rebuked by a donkey speaking with a man's voice, restrained the madness of the prophet. These are wells without water, clouds carried by tempest, for whom is reserved the blackness and darkness forever. For when they speak great swelling words of emptiness, they allure through the lust of the flesh, through lewdness, the ones who actually escape from those who live in error. While they promise them liberty, they themselves are slaves of corruption, for by whom a person is overcome, by him also he is "...brought into bondage. For if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, they are again entangled in them and overcome, the latter end is worse than the beginning. For it would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than having known it turned from the (laughs) holy commandment delivered to them. But as it is written, according to the true proverb, a dog returns to his own vomit and a sow having washed to her, wallowing in the mar. Wow. Well, this is a sobering word, isn't it, church? We receive it, don't we? Amen. You've read it. Word after word after word. The word of God. So I want to have you just, would you mind standing up? I'm going to stop here because I already went over time. I want to pray with you and I just want you to renounce some things with me tonight. How many of you know what we're supposed to do is counter counterattack the enemy. Amen. Amen. Just pray this with me. Heavenly Father, Amen. I praise you I praise. for the spirit of discerning spirit a- and utterance I and I knowledge, of knowledge, of knowledge in Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. And I renounce, I renounce. and I bind I the spirit of greed. Temptation, temptation, lust, lust, contamination, contamination, perversion, perversion, fraud, fraud, filthy lucre, lucre, iniquity, iniquity, selfishness, selfishness, betrayal, betrayal, misrepresentation, misrepresentation, compromise, compromise, sin, sin, self silderness -silderness, carnality, worldliness, 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 I bind bind, the spirit of error, error and I decree That a pure and a right and the spirit of truth rules and reigns in my heart and in my mind. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, that I am free and I love your word and I love your ways. And I desire you and I delight in you and I delight in your word. Therefore, your will... It's my will, and I will walk free from all error, and I will please you in every way. In Jesus' name, amen, and amen. Give the Lord praise. Hallelujah. 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 And one of the things I was going to share with you, just for you to meditate on the rest of the week, in the book of Psalms, it says that when we delight ourselves in god he gives us desires of our heart well if we live our life delighting ourselves in god how awesome and how great and how wonderful and how loving and how awesome he is we delight ourselves in god that is one of the greatest safeguards from keeping us from going and delighting ourselves in ourselves therefore we're not walking according to our own desires but we're walking according to the heart and the desires of jesus christ i want to thank you for being here tonight because this is the meat of the word i want to thank you for being here and receiving this word And allowing it, whether to uh, step on our toes or to remind us or to stir us up. But boy, these are days we're living in and we've got to be reminded of the truth and walk in the truth. Because listen, we're going to see each other in heaven, won't we? We are not going to hell. We do not want to go. We are not going to hell. We're going to heaven. Amen. And after knowing the truth, we're not going to go back into the world. Amen. Just bow your head one more time. If there's somebody here tonight that you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior, if you do not know if your sins are forgiven, washed under the blood of the Lamb, Jesus, if you're here and you'd like to receive Him as Lord and Savior according to the book, the Word of God, Romans 10, 9 and 10, if you will confess Him with your mouth and believe in your heart, you shall be saved. If you're here tonight and you do not know Him as Lord and Savior, you're not sure if your sins are forgiven, I want to give you an opportunity for you right there where you are to raise your hand and say, I know I need forgiveness of sins. I need to run to the altar and accept Christ into my heart to be my Lord and Savior. If that's you, would you raise your hand? Anyone at all. I need forgiveness of sins. I want Jesus to live in my heart. I want Him to be Lord over my life. Anyone at all. just want to give you an opportunity. Don't leave here without knowing Him. Don't take the chance in dying without salvation. Don't take the chance in facing judgment. And you're not ready. Anyone at all. Raise your hand right there where you are. Anyone at all. Anyone at all? I need to get my life right with God. Anyone at all? If you're right with God and you know it, shout amen. Amen. If you know you're going to heaven, shout praise praise the Lord. Praise the Lord!